0: Month ahead. It is so powerful, and you'll get to meet those like minded people All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram, and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. You're listening to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Jude Dawn. I am recording this on Thursday morning, and I normally wait till about Sunday or Monday to recoup to record the Tuesdays podcast, but I was driving into the office this morning. It's half seven in the morning, by the way, I was driving in the office and the idea for the podcast hit me like so hard. And I was just, my head was buzzing with all the things that I wanted to say on this topic. And I thought, I can't not record this because if I wait till Sunday or Monday, it'll be a voted down version of what I actually want to see. Now, I do want to kind of lay out what this podcast is about, because this is going to be some healing work that you're going to do as you're listening to the podcast. So if you are driving to work. This may not be the best, if, if you know you've got some trapped emotion, this may not be the best podcast for you to listen to on the way to work. It may need to be something that you come back to when you are pottering around the house. So now that that little caveat is done, there's a couple of reasons why this podcast came to me yesterday I well the other day I'd had a phone call with somebody who was inquiring about the the life coach certification and wanting to come and join the academy and one thing that was really important for them from the certification is that it had a framework so this guy would know exactly what he needed to do once he was certified which is you know what we give them we give them a framework and the other thing that was important to him was that it would support people to do the work on, I guess, healing their childhood it, it is maybe how he described it and how we describe it in the Unbreakable Mindset Academy. It is your childhood blueprint and it's a huge part and I don't think I've ever talked about it on here. I may have alluded to it slightly, but it's a huge part of the work that I do with my clients and the graduates will now do with their future clients as well because there's no point if somebody comes to you and they are stuck maybe they want um to grow their business maybe they want a relationship, maybe they're just unhappy and they don't know why, maybe they're full of anxiety but for whatever reason they're getting in their own way and they're not achieving the things that they want to achieve if we put it in that lovely little nutshell because everyone's different that comes to us for coaching and how it normally works with coaching is that you would look at the goal, you would support them, you would kind of do that work with them, they'd achieve the goal you know, amazing, they'd be off. But how the unbreakable mindset methodology works is that we do the work to understand why they haven't achieved the goal in the first place. And it's called the groundwork of, of, of what you need to do to be able to help them to move forward, not just with this goal, but any goal. So you're getting them to understand themselves on such a deeper level that it's not just the surface goal, it's understanding what blocks they've got that keep coming up, that keep them stuck time and time again. Because no point in holding the hand through just one goal, because you want them to be able to be self-sufficient enough that they go off and they can achieve whatever they want to achieve because they've done this work on themselves. So let's get into that work. The childhood blueprint, uh, uh, as we call it, is anything that has got you to this point. It's everything that happened in your childhood that makes up who you are as an adult. And I was listening to a podcast that was coming in this morning and there was somebody, this was the second part of the inspiration. And they were talking about how they'd written this book and in the book, one of the characters is struggling with everyone thinks he's he's mean he's not a nice guy but actually what he's struggling with is a is a death that happened when he was only 17 when he lost his brother i think and they were talking about that and it had happened to the author that's why the author put it in the book and then the person that was interviewing them was talking about how she'd lost somebody and and it was a brother and it was it was a bit later um she was kind of mid mid to late twenties. And she was talking about that. And one thing she said, which I was like, oh, I love that word. And she was like, it's like the threads of our tapestry. It's what makes us. And I thought that's fantastic because that isn't just about your childhood blueprint. That's about everything that comes afterwards. And if we were to imagine this as a, rather than having a book of your life, like an autobiography, imagine it was a piece of tapestry, Okay. And, and this is how I, so, so I interpret, I'm not taking exactly what she said. That's the only words that she said. She said something about the threads of our tapestry. And then my head just went off on a tangent. And I was thinking about all the threads of my tapestry so far. So if there was a big piece of tapestry and it was, you know, every year you, you, you had another part of the tapestry added. So you've got 42 pieces of this tapestry. And over time, there's new threads that come in. And maybe those threads are life experiences, good and bad. And then maybe they are reactions to the life experiences. So maybe this piece of thread now branches off into a different direction. And when we think it like this, this is huge, right? Like in my head, I was like, God, this is so powerful if you were to do this tool. And that's why I had to share it with you straight away. Because there's some things that are really certain in life. One, we can't change our past. There's nothing you can do to re, like rewrite anything that happened in your past. It happened, you can't change it. Number two, you're not going to get any younger. And number three, we're all going to die at some point. And that, <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds so depressing and I don't mean it to be. What I want it to be is more of a wake up. To go, right, okay, well, if this is my tapestry, where do I want the threads to go? And a lot of the time, the directions of our threads are a subconscious reaction. Now, to put this in context, and how I want this to be a a really healing process for you, when it's subconscious, I'll I'll explain what happens. So, for example... You might have had a parent in your upbringing who wasn't very loving or wasn't very present or didn't have powerful conversations with you. So the likelihood is, although that thread still runs through, you've changed the direction of that, I'm guessing, most people do. Because when you have your children, you want it to be different for them. So the direction of that thread changes and it becomes powerful. So where it was a weakness, it now almost have this, has this strength. It's like a cross-stitch grind of thread <laughs> and it's gone off in a different direction and it becomes powerful. It becomes a stronger thread in your tapestry because of the weakness that it showed up in early on. Now, I hope that lands exactly where it needs to as you're listening to this. Because nothing's wasted. Even the most painful experiences that we go through, we learn from, we change direction, we grow from. So being able to do this work, this Healing work to understand how far we've come. It allows us to remove the emotional attachment that we might still have to it when it's a painful one. You know. So if you're still holding resent- resentment for a parent, you've got to look at what that is. What that strength has given you. What is it giving you that you wouldn't have had? Or you may not have had. Had you have had a parent who was gushy and loving. You know, would you have appreciated it? And would you have given as much to your child? And you won't know the answer to that. But what you will be able to do is allow yourself to move forward without holding that resentment without holding that pain. Because that resentment, that pain, that frustration, that sadness, it just keeps you stuck. And it's not doing anything for you moving forward. It's not making that tapestry any more richer. It's just kind of leaving these ugly little threads, these knots. That you want to be able to kind of just unpick and, and get back onto the tapestry and for it to grow stronger, you know. If I think about the most traumatic experience that happened to me when, uh, when my fiancé committed suicide when I was younger, and it was a grief like no other grief, and I can feel the emotion as I'm talking about it. Like I can feel the tears. I can, I can picture how I got told, I can I can see the policeman who came, you know, driving along and see my mum get out the car and I can feel all of that emotion and I can, you can hear it in my voice, It's it's painful and it's sad, no actually sorry, it's sad, but in terms of the pain, I can see how rich it made my tapestry, that experience, as much as I, you you know, I don't want anyone to have died for my tapestry to become richer. I can see how, looking back, it changed the direction of my life. It's made the work that I do so much stronger, you know. Would I be a coach if that hadn't happened to me? Maybe not. Would I be as good a coach that I am? Definitely not. Because I can feel so much more deeply for somebody who's struggling. Because I was on the other side of that. I was on the other side of that in terms of, I was the person left behind after that struggle. So my determination to help people. But also the fact that, you know, along through my tapestry is anxiety and depression, is an eating disorder, is shame, is not feeling good enough. There's, there's those threads that ran through ugly red threads at the start that have now become colourful because I can empathise with the person in front of me. I can stand here as proof that you don't need to take that any further in your tapestry. And I can support them on their journey of transformation, of changing those ugly red threads and growing them into something much more powerful. Whatever has happened in your past, and it could be a trauma, it could be shame, it could be something that happened to you, it could be something that somebody said that you've never got over. It could be something that is just kind of this little ugly thread that it's not a big trauma. It's not something that anyone would really understand but you, but you know it's still there. It's still running through and it still just kind of makes the future look a little bit off because there's this thread that doesn't fit in that's running through. And to do that healing work is so powerful and it's not it's not necessarily something I can tell you in a, in a, in a podcast because it's a it's a it's a huge chunk of the work that we do but it's definitely something you could start doing right now to understand what are your threads? What are the things? What are the life experiences? What are the beliefs that you hold? What's the pain that you hold? And start to just observe it from a really neutral point of view. Like you're looking at this on a wall. How is it affecting you now and how is it showing up? And start looking for things that you've never noticed before. For example, if if you didn't have a very good upbringing but you've changed that for yourself. You might not have children now but you've changed it for yourself and you have richer friendships because of it, you have, you know, a different type of family because of it, family who are not necessarily blood, then you can see how that, you know, observe the fact that, okay, this happened, but look what became of it. Look where the thread eventually went, because now I've got this beautiful piece over here. Or I've got a stronger relationship with my children because of it. Nothing's ever wasted. Nothing, nothing, nothing is ever wasted. You know, when you think about, you know, if I think about some of the worst jobs that I, I'll make this a little lighter. If I think about, you know, some of the jobs that I had that were awful. And I remember being so sad in those jobs. I learned so much from it. Whether I learned because I was a bad manager, whether I learned how to be a good manager or whether I was observing people who were rubbish at their job and decided not to take that into my style of management, whether it was just resilience or whether I decided, actually, I never want to work anywhere like this again. Then my tapestry changed because I decided that wasn't for me. So I took a different route and I started looking for something else. We'll never move forward if there's still stuff holding us back. And that's really, really key. And this is why it's important to do this work. It's so healing just to look back at your life and start to view it with different eyes. Because your pain, your thoughts about it might be stuck to the pain or the shame or the injustice But if you start to view it as to what those life experiences have given you. But also where they're still holding you back. How are you going to release it to move forward? There was a client who I've been working with. Who was so hesitant at the start. And she even rang me the day before we started the sessions to say, I, I'm nervous, what happens if it doesn't work? And we had a conversation around it, and she decided to still move forward with it. And the work that she's done on herself, as we've been going through this, has been so powerful, and, and her results have been Huge. So if you've listened long enough to this podcast, you'll know my gauge with my clients is the number. So I ask them on a scale of one to 10, 10 being amazing, zero being rubbish. How are we feeling? So one, I'll know at the very start where they're at. But by the time we kind of come towards the end of the program, we can see the progress by that number. Yeah, because it's hard to quantify happiness. So putting a number on it, helps with that but also more importantly for the client when they get to that lovely kind of eight or nine sweet spot 10 saved for those amazing moments where you get I don't know you have an amazing month in your business or your partner tells you love you like we we don't aim to get a 10 every uh, um, every day, because <laughs> that's unattainable. Um, it'd be really weird if you were that happy every day. So, so we aim for the eight or nine sweet spot. And this client has been at nine for weeks, and it's not, it's not shifted. And and she got a nine really quickly as well, from a two. I think it was at the start. And I love to do reflection work. I mean, my clients are amazing in themselves that they do this reflection work anyway. It's just a natural part of the stuff that they do when they kind of look back over and think about the journey on the coaching experience. But I like to document it so they've got it on on their notes. And I said, you know, what? what do you think? What are the ingredients that have got you to nine? And she said, it's one of the things that you did at the very start. And it was when we look back over and we do the the, the piece of the childhood blueprint and we we, we look back over the life. And she said, you made me realize that I've actually done a lot with my life. Whereas she'd came to it thinking she'd wasted it. And doing that reflection work where I'm not falsifying anything, I'm using the information they've given me to shine a mirror back, yeah, to be able to present it back in a different way, because they're not seeing the things that they need to see, they're just seeing the things that hold pain, yeah, you know, like we tend to hold on to things that are, that feel painful, but the things that feel easy, we don't notice, we, we haven't even kind of Took a moment to to celebrate the good stuff, because we're used to focusing on the pain, that's our negative mindset, it's ancestral, you know, it kind of takes us back to always looking for danger, so we we focus on the negatives. And she said it was really powerful to look back and realise, actually I have done a lot with my life. Now why that's important is because that gives her the confidence that she already had inside of her, like I'm not doing anything magnificent here apart from getting each client to see what they have inside of them already so that they can move forward with confidence, with ease and just hit some amazing milestones in her business as well since, since we started working together and it's because she's released that that fear of failure, that that background knowledge that only told her one story it didn't show her the whole tapestry it wasn't showing her everything because what she was focusing on was those ugly red threads she didn't get to see the amazing milestones that she'd already done in her life and it's just so powerful and and we did a lot of work on uh, you know forgiveness and and what she needed to forgive herself to move forward because we all have stuff We all have stuff that we're not proud of. We all have things that we wish we could change. But being able to go, okay, but I realize now that this happened because of that. So then you can, again, you can just be not thankful that it happened, but you can definitely be able to move forward without that shame. So if I was going to summarize this for you, I'd ask you to start thinking about your tapestry thus far. What does it look like? Where's the colour in it? Where's the ugly red threads? Where's the knots that you need to unpick to be able to move forward? Where's the forgiveness that you need to forgive yourself? Where's the forgiveness that you need to give to other people? Because remember, some of those people who've done you wrong in your past, I want you to ask the question, had they done enough work on themselves to be the person that you wanted them to be? And the answer is always no. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. People who haven't done the work on themselves. It's very hard for them to be able to give to you something they can't even give themselves. Now, that's a very specific part of the tapestry, obviously, but it's a huge part of the work that you might need to do to be able to move forward. Is forgiveness. Forgiveness of yourself. Forgiveness of other people. Or to forgive other people, rather. To acknowledge that, although you wouldn't want certain things to happen again on your tapestry, but you can see what that's turned into, or what that's blossomed into, or what redirection it's taken, acknowledge that and see the strength and power in it, even when there was pain. And sometimes this is, this is painful work, you know, this can evoke sadness going back over, but it's so healing doing the work. So, healing. Like, what are you holding on to that is not relevant? What are you holding on to in your behavioral threads? What are you holding on to in your personality threads that aren't necessarily true? You know, when you perceive judgment from others, when you worry what other people think, I want you to start asking, well, actually, who am I? You know, what is this little thread? Is this, is it kindness? Is it compassion? Is it empathy? Is it thoughtfulness? You know, do you have all of those lovely little threads that weave through your tapestry, that make up who you are, that you forget about because you just worry what other people think and you've not really taken the time to figure out who you actually are as a person. And again, that's a huge part of the powerful work that we do. When you realize who you are as a person, you worry less about what other people think because you can see that's who you are. There's no judgment needed. You're just a really nice person and you've got a good heart and you're thoughtful and you're kind. And you, you know, if if somebody's struggling, you'll probably go out of your way to, to make sure that they're okay and you'll check in with them. And, you know, all of those lovely things, again, that make up the threads of your tapestry. So do take time to do this work. And whether this needs to be a lovely little colourful exercise. Whether it needs to just be a mental thing that you reflect on. Either way, it's so important to be able to move forwards And not keep hitting the same barriers. And not keep making the same mistakes. And to allow, oh my god, to allow manifestation in. You can't allow anything in if you've got blocks that are still telling you you can't have it. So what blocks keep coming up every time you think of a certain thing on your vision board? And do that healing work. And start to unpick all of the little knots and decide if you want to change a thread, you know, like the, the thread, so if I'm 42 and my threads are still, you know, like, the, 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 they still need to be woven before they come 43, yeah, there's some, you know, the, the, they're at the end of, of the piece of tapestry, and then next year there'll be another piece of tapestry, and they'll be woven into that, do I want to change direction of any of those threads, that's really powerful, because you get to choose, and again the beauty of doing this work is you get to see one how far you've come two how resilient you are but three you get to see that there's there's opportunities out there there's there's different colors that can be weaved in there's different directions they can go there's a there's a reset button that you can hit on this to go Do you know? I'm not necessarily happy with the direction this one's taken. And that could be a physical direction in your life. You know, that could be something where you decide to have a career change or it could be a behavioral change. It could be, you know, rewiring some of those limiting beliefs. There's a lot of work that you can do. And the powerful, powerful bit is actually doing it, taking the time out to go, right, I just need to to look at this for a second. I need to understand how I work. I need to understand all of the beautiful threads that make up who I am to understand where I want them to go next. Oh, do you know what? I have loved this episode. And if this has resonated with you, as always, please do. Let me know, drop me a message And take time over this. This shouldn't be something that you rush if you're going to do the work. If you want to be able to move forward and you want to release some of the hurt, some of the shame, some of the pain that you're still holding on to, some of the resentment that you're still holding on to, allow yourself to do the work. Allow yourself to cry. You know, allow the tears to come. Some things are really sad and they deserve your tears so allow them to flow, and that's not to say that once you've had a good cry about a situation that you will never cry again, you know, like, I've had people in my life who've passed away who deserve my tears, who absolutely deserve my tears, who deserve me to think of them every so often, and smile, You know, I've been thinking so much about my mum lately. Oh God, I could get upset. I've been thinking so much about my mum lately, especially going through perimenopause and what she might have went through and just having that remembrance of her and thinking about, you know, when she was the mother of a a 16-year-old, what was she doing? And sometimes it deserves some tears because she's not here but I can allow that to happen and not necessarily hold on to it like an ugly thread. Because when you release those tears, again, that's a really, really powerful thing because (laughs) they clearly need to come out, you know, like they're in there. So there's no point in holding them in because you're just holding on to that emotion that definitely needs releasing. And however you do that, You know, I don't, one thing that I don't have that I probably need to get is a place to go and just think about my mum, you know, and and to have that moment. And I don't really have, like she's at a a crematorium, but I don't really have a connection to that creme. So it's not really a place that I could go and think of it and to just think, so I don't know, maybe I'm doing, I don't know what the best thing to do is. I'm not a grief counsellor, but maybe I'm doing the right thing because I think of her in the moment. And I allow whatever to come to come. Okay, I've gone off on a tangent. <laughs> Honestly, it's so powerful doing this work. And I really, really encourage you all to do it because when you release the stuff that needs to be let go of, oh my God, the, the stuff that comes to you afterwards, you know, you, you will allow more into your life when you've done this work. Because it's no coincidence, and I've said this before, it's no coincidence that when my clients do this work, that things start to tick off their vision board because they've released all the barriers that they had and they're now allowing it all in. They're allowing it all in. And the universe is always listening and always watching and it gives us what we need when we need it. And sometimes we need to do the work before it'll allow the manifestation to happen. Have the best week, everyone. I think we're going into the last week of term. So for those of you that are needed to get their diaries out and their schedule and good luck with all of that, because I know I've had to do that this week. Oh, that was it? Oh my God, that was the memory that came into my head this week because... Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's a lovely little memory. So I was, you know, printing off. Um, no, actually, we were doing it on a on a calendar, which was so my mum. I never used to have a calendar, like a proper one that you hang on the wall. And for whatever reason, we got given one this year uh, by my, my mother-in-law, who I think had a spare one. Anyway, we got given it and we decided to use it just to try and figure out who's got Nico on what day. Nico's my son, my five-year-old. And... This was something that I used to do because I've got a 16-year-old. This was something that I used to do all the time with my mum and my sister when it came to the six weeks of the holidays. We'd all get our diaries out. Mine was a beautiful (laughs) spreadsheet. My mum's was the old-fashioned calendar and I don't know what my sister had. And we'd kind of like, I'd be typing away on my computer, putting in... um. The, the initials of whoever was looking after the children at the time and we'd share it out between us and I don't have that now and it was a big thing when my mum was poorly that I'd say to her you know if I have another child I don't think you're going to be here and it was more to shock her than anything else to stop her bloody smoking um and now that she's not here and i'm doing this without her <laughs> i'm not saying i only wanted her for childcare but obviously it's something that we would have done together and that realization that again it's part of the healing work isn't it and and that realization that she's not here and i'm doing it differently and i didn't the reason why i didn't get upset and this is lovely this is this is the healing work right i'm getting upset telling you now i don't know why um because There's somebody who came into my life through, I always think the universe delivers us um, people as well, and my my son got friends with a little boy at nursery, and his mum said one day, oh, you know, my son always talks about Nico, you Nico's mum, and I was like, yeah, and she was like, oh, we should meet up one time, and now she's somebody who, I say weekly, she is amazing absolutely amazing and she's a teacher and we help her out occasionally she does way more for us than we do for her um and we'll look after her boys on days where she um she's a swimming instructor as well as a a teacher so sometimes she has to do the swimming um on a on the school holidays so we'll take time off to look after her two hours and and she does the rest. <laughs> she does the rest and she's amazing. And she was like, right, can you just look at your diary? And she was so like, my mom. And she was like, can you just look at your diary and just let us know what you need us to do? So we got the old-fashioned calendar out and we're putting in like when I'm looking after them, when my husband's looking after them and when Kate's looking after them. And Kate's name was running you know all the way through the six weeks holidays and I just texted her a picture and she was like all right Kane she was like and I'll do those days as well and she was like I'm already planning what I'm gonna do with them in the holidays like she'd already built a list up of activities that she was gonna do with them and I remember texting her like again wasn't a conscious thing I texted her saying oh my god you are totally a gift from heaven <laughs> like to have and so, so going back to that you know, if you're looking at your diary and thinking, God, like, what am I gonna, how am I going to get through the six weeks? You'll appreciate what I'm saying in terms of having somebody who you can rely on and call upon and not feel like they're going from this person to that person to that person. It is an absolute blessing to have Kate in my life. And not only that, she loves Nico, she loves Nico as much as she loves her two sons, and she's planning stuff, and there will be like the boys will absolutely have a hoot, like on their six weeks holidays. And I genuinely believe the universe delivered Kate to me. And I'm very lucky, very lucky that that she came in and and there was a, again, just that that realization for me that I'm now doing this with somebody else in my life because one of my threads stopped, which is my mom. And what I did do in that moment was not get sad (laughs) like I did with you on this podcast. I just was so grateful and so thankful that although there's a huge gap in my life, there's a person that's come in to add colour, to add joy, and I feel so lucky, oh my god, how blessed am I that I have somebody that I trust with my child, that I know parents in the same style that I do, that I love her boys just as much as she loves Nico as well, and it's just amazing, like how lucky am I To have that. And again, that's what this does. When you're doing this work, you don't get to see, you don't kind of stick with the sadness. You look at the things that have happened instead, in spite of. And you just sit in gratitude. And you all know if you listen to this podcast or you listen to any podcast like mine, gratitude is a huge huge thing. Okay, I'm definitely going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening and have the best week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Jude Don't. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others and it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judeddaunt.com coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes